And right now, it's time for Backyard Almanac. Larry Weber is an educator, author, and naturalist, and he joins us every Friday for Backyard Almanac. Larry is on the line as per usual. Larry, welcome. Yeah, well, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Uh, it, interesting uh, forecast you give there. We're going to see a wonderful weekend for getting out and taking some walks with uh, clear skies and temperatures getting into the 50s, which is going to be above normal. And this is the 28th of October. We're approaching the end, so I'd like to take a few minutes to look back at the month. Statistically, we had been warmer than normal. Now, we had some chilly days uh, the temperatures this week, we did get down into the 20s, but we did not get really cold. And though I did see some ice during the uh, the month, it was not very long-lasting. At the same way with the snow, we had, uh, interestingly, we had much more snow than we normally get in October, thanks to what we got uh, two weekends ago. Uh, it was five inches of snow, according to the Weather Service. Uh, where I was, I don't think we got more than three inches of snow. And, of course, it melted rather rapidly. Uh, this is about twice of what we normally get for October. Yep, above normal snowfall. And then, of course, uh, it's a little surprise then that we were very far below normal in precipitation. We got a little rain yesterday. Earlier in this week, we had a very interesting thunder showers that came across on the night of the 24th at about midnight. And at my house, we got about an inch of rain. The Weather Service recorded considerably less than that. But overall, the statistic for October precipitation was less than one-third of normal. Now, that translates into being pretty dry, and even though the weekend is going to be absolutely beautiful, uh, we are going to have to contend with the dry conditions. Uh, the days continue to get shorter. As of today, we are now having sunset before 6 o'clock in the evening. Now, that's going to take a little getting used to, but what we need to get used to is what's going to happen uh, a little over a week from now. One week from Sunday, we change our clocks, and even though now we're getting sunset before 6 o'clock, after we change our clocks, the sunset will be before 5 o'clock. And like I said, it's going to take a little getting used to. Right now, the early morning walks that I take are taken in darkness, but at that time, the early morning walks will be in, in light. And so, yes, as the days continue to get shorter, and yes, migration continues, this is the time of migration of bald eagles, red-tailed hawks, sharp-shin hawks, goth hawks, uh, rough-leg hawks. These are all more of the later migrants that come across as far as raptors go. Uh, during my walk this morning, I saw another flock of tree sparrows. There are quite a lot of them in the area right now. If you're driving down the road and you see a flock of uh, little brown birds that fly up, it could very well be tree sparrows. They are migrating through right now. They are called tree sparrows. They're little small brown birds that have a black mark on their chest. And uh, even though they're called tree sparrows, 
they nest up north of the limit of trees in, in northern Canada, and they migrate through here. They mostly do not spend the winter here. They keep on going. Same way with the juncos that are still around. I've been seeing juncos almost every day, the dark birds, kind of uh, black or grayish black, and white markings on their tail. They are also a kind of sparrow, and they keep on going, too, in their migration for the most part. And then we're starting to have some snow buntings. I saw last weekend, I saw flocks of snow buntings further north of here, and I expect they'll start to show up as well. And they are also a kind of sparrow. Uh, other birds of note, we are getting some kinglets coming through, and there's still some thrushes. Uh, during my walk this morning, I saw a snipe that was still ha- hanging around before going into migration. Usually when we get about to the 1st of November, we start to see the first of the winter finches, the ones that may end up staying with us all winter. Uh, most notably, of course, are the red poles, but then there's other things like pine grosbeaks and purple finches and uh, pine siskins and so forth. And so we might be seeing those. I have been hearing the calls of bar, uh, barred owls every night, and then one walk I took, I heard the great horned owls as well. And uh, those are permanent residents. They will remain during this time. Uh, we had a visitor one night this week, uh, right there in the yard, a skunk came through. Skunk is, that's an example of a, a critter right now that's looking for food as we get further into the colder weather. They're looking for some kind of a snack. Uh, skunks do not hibernate, but they do go into a, an extended period of sleep when it gets really cold, and it is certainly not cold enough now for that. And so they'll wander around looking for food. The deer are very active. Squirrels are very active. Bears are very active. All these things happening as we get now into the colder area. A uh, little bit of a surprising critter seen this week, and that was last week Sunday when it was fairly mild following some chilly temperatures earlier. Uh, right there in our driveway, we saw a garter snake. Uh, garter snakes will hibernate for the winter, but they have to get to the place where they hibernate. Uh, it's known as a hibernacula, and it's usually kind of a, a cave-like area underneath rocks or roots or such. And this one was on its way to do just that. Uh, it, would, it probably is okay. It's going to probably make it. It's not unusual to see various snakes and we only have really two kinds of snakes in our area, the garter snake and the red belly snake. And it's not unusual to see them as we get into late October as they're heading for a place to hibernate. A couple other critters of note, I mentioned last time that this is the time when we start to see the what I call late-season moths. Uh, there are a couple species of moths that uh, are adults at this time. And uh, it's really interesting to note them because they'll fly around when pretty chilly weather. Yesterday, I don't think the temperature was above the mid-30s, and I was out walking and I saw one flying around. These moths will reproduce late in the season like that. They don't feed at all. They just fly around to find a mate and reproduce. Sometimes, quite often, we might see them congregating around our house because they get attracted to the lights of the house, or if you have a porch light on or something like that, you'll see them. Uh, Because they show up at this time of year, I have often referred to them as World Series moths. Then there is a type of crane fly that is active at this time as well. They often look like little mosquitoes, but they go through a real strange-looking flight, a 
that I call the crane fly dance. And that happens usually at about sunset at, during these chilly weathers. And then we have a fascinating thing to be on the lookout for in the weekend. Uh, this is the type of weather where we can see spiders ballooning. Now, spiders ballooning, what that means is uh, when they travel, they're usually baby spiders, they pull out some threads from their spinnerets on the tail end of the body, and this uh, they, they let them drift out in the breeze, and this is able to pick them up and carry them off. This is known as spider ballooning, but I prefer to call it spider kiting, and it's usually the small spiders. This is the kind of days to see them. Why? Because there's no leaves on the trees now, and the sun is low. And in the usually it's in the afternoon, if you look below the sun, never look at the sun, below the sun toward the, that direction, you may see the threads in various trees. This is a spider kiting or spider ballooning. And late October is just a terrific time to see it. The spiders are, baby spiders are dispersing to find a place to go for the winter. Uh, we've had experienced the big leaf drop of maybe 10 days ago, but there are still some trees out there with leaves on. I was doing some driving yesterday in Duluth and I noticed silver maples, which are quite common in Duluth, yeah, they're still holding their leaves. Uh, weeping willows, same thing. And then there is the willows that are out in the swamps. They're still holding a lot of leaves as well. The tamaracks also out in the swamps are yellow, and they're starting to fade already. I noticed on my walk this morning, some of them are dropping their needles. So, But nevertheless, there's still a lot of uh, uh, yellows out there. And if you want to see red-colored leaves, it's not too late. There are still some of those around. Uh, sometimes it's perhaps a domestic maple that was brought from somewhere else and, and still has its leaves. But there are others, raspberries, blackberries, blueberries. Amazing how blue, blueberries take on red leaves at this time, as do straw, some strawberries and uh, wild roses. And then, of course, you want to see more reds. There's plenty of apples. There's uh, crab apples, highbush cranberry, uh, hawthorn, sumac, winterberry holly, which is out in the swamps, also being red. So there's quite a lot of color still to be seen. But to me, walking out now in the aught wind weather, the aught wind, the time after the leaves fall from the trees and before the snow covers the ground, walking is really a time to see the green plants that are still out there below the trees. Mosses are the most common. Never realize how many mosses there are until you get out and take a walk at this time. Then there's club mosses, and there's ferns that are still green, and then there are some leafy flowering plants that are still green. So there's there's a lot to be seen, and of course, it's not too late to still find a few late-season mushrooms. So I would suggest to get out and get take a walk this weekend. Actually, take a walk both days of this weekend. So take care. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much, Larry. You as well. That is Larry Weber. Larry is an educator, author, and naturalist, and he joins us every Friday for Backyard Almanac.